Welcome to Tutor Talk, the Tutor Doctor podcast where we talk about all things tutor. I'm Becky, the Education Experience Specialist here at Tutor Doctor Home Office, and I'm your host. Today's episode is very special. We're chatting with Sam Marshall, the Australia and Africa Regional Tutor of the Year 2018 winner. Sam shares his experiences as a tutor, some of his tips, and talks about the importance of planning. Today we have Sam Marshall with us. Sam is the Australia and Africa Regional Tutor of the Year 2018 winner. He's been a tutor with Tutor Doctor in Gosford, New South Wales, Australia for one year, and he tutors on average six students per week. Sam is pursuing a Bachelor of Arts degree in Music and a Bachelor of Education, and he's working towards becoming a primary school teacher. As a tutor, he mainly tutors primary students in maths and English, and he's worked with high school students and students studying science as well. Welcome, Sam. We'd like to say a huge congratulations on being the Australia and Africa Tutor of the Year for 2018. Yeah, thanks so much. It's, um, it's really an honor to be nominated and even further to win, and especially just because I am working to be with, towards being a teacher. I think it's a really great opportunity for me and uh, yeah just really honored and grateful for that. Well you certainly had some really great testimonials for your work as a tutor with Tutor Doctor so we really appreciate having you work with us uh, and it's great to know we have such an amazing tutor on our team. We'd love to hear about you as a tutor and here some of the things that you find really effective in tutoring. So let's start by talking about what brought you to Tutor with Tutor Doctor. Yeah, so uh, like you said, I came to Tutor Doctor about a little over a year ago now, and I mean, it's just it's just been a blast, really. I enjoy it so much. Um, going, uh, yeah, I think overall now I've probably had maybe close to twenty or so students, and it's it's just awesome getting to interact with them, uh, building these relationships with them, and uh, the parents as well. It's just I mean, it's a great experience for me, but also so rewarding every time when they just a small breakthrough in of an afternoon, or uh, if you've been working towards something for a few lessons and something finally just clicks. It's just the best feeling for them, for the parents, for the teacher at school. Like it's, I mean, it really is a kind of a domino effect of success when you actually find something that works for a student and. I think that's just so cool that we get to do that every day, really. For sure. I I usually call that, and Tutor Doctor calls it as well, the aha moment, where you kind of see the light bulb go off and the student looks at you and goes, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I think a lot of tutors find that to be really, really rewarding. So you find that the primary students are the students that you enjoy working with the most? Yeah, um, I'm... Doing, uh, in Australia, you actually study towards a like a specific either high school or primary students. Um, so I'm studying to be a primary teacher. Uh, so that's where I mainly focus my tutoring. Um, and where I, I do work with a few high school students. But yes, I think the primary students, because it's my main focus at university, and um, I mean, there's lots of primary students that need the extra help as well. So it's what I mainly focus on, either on purpose and just by chance. Um, yeah. 
That's awesome. I have my, um, I have my teaching degree as well. And, uh, I have my certification for primary and I find that primary students are some of the most fun students to tutor because they love doing the creative things and the interactive things. And, you know, um, they love getting down on the floor and trying something new and they're, mm. they're always my most favorite to tutor too. Yeah. It's always a, a lot more interesting with the, uh, the high school students just trying to get them to really interact with you. Um, it's a lot easier with the, the primary students. They just want to be, they want to be your friend and they want to build that relationship with you. Whereas with high school, it tends to be a little bit harder to uh, pull those teeth with them. But the, the primary kids, maybe just because that's what I focus on, I find it a bit easier. But Yeah, I think, I think different age levels can be challenging for different tutors, particularly depending on your personality type. Um, I've tutored both, and sometimes I find depends on the student. Sometimes uh, connecting with a high school student is really easy. Other times it can be a real challenge to motivate them and engage them in your session. But like you said, I love that primary students just, they want to be your friend. And yeah. I think that's awesome because it's, I've noticed that too. Uh, there seems to be they're usually just, they aim to please and they're just happy to spend some time with you and, and learn whatever it is that you're there to teach them. So yeah, especially my, my, my boy students, they always like, they just want to be your buddy almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool relationship that you get to build with all your students. Really. That's really cool. Speaking of some students being a little bit easier to engage, some being a little bit harder what have you found to be your biggest challenge as a tutor? Um, most challenging, actually, and I kind of came to this realization recently, um, is actually... Sorry, Sam, there's a ton of background noise. Uh, it's my mom cleaning dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's... Oh, good, no. Um, so, yeah, I think the biggest challenging part of it all, and I kind of realized it recently, was... Uh, students who are catching up and, um, you, you know, or almost if they're already at a standard level and their parents want to take them up further than that, is actually challenging those students to go further than that. I mean, it's one thing to catch students up or to uh, have them at the standard level of where they should be, but I often find it challenging to for those students that, are already there to then challenge them further, if uh, that makes sense. So looking at kind of enrichment and pushing students beyond and getting them to push their own boundaries further? Yeah, because it's almost like, do you take them to a further level of study, like the next grade uh, for that particular area? Do you just challenge them with more challenging questions? Uh, it's just something I struggle with when I'm planning my lessons a lot um, it, with certain students just that are on that boundary of, you know, do we stay at this level to practice more and really get it down or do we go further on and try and challenge them a bit? Uh, it's, mm. to, it's more of a lesson planning thing than it affects them, but it, I do often spend a lot of time thinking about it and, that's that's an interesting challenge. That's and I can definitely see how it's kind of it's a balancing act. You've got to find what's going to work well for that particular student. You don't want to push them into 
doing more challenging stuff if the practice would be really beneficial. We also don't want to, I hesitate to use the word bore them, but you almost don't want to keep drilling it into them if they've got it and they're ready to move on. So you need to kind of find that point where they either, you either need to go one way or the other. So yeah, that's, I could see, definitely see how that would be challenging. Yeah. And I I mean, I guess it really comes down to a problem of, uh, or not a problem, a challenge of lesson planning. Um, You know, we spend so much time each week lesson planning for all these things, or at least I know I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it takes so much time, but you know, at the same time, you, you, you really, you can struggle with coming up with things for them that are going to be rewarding or going to be challenging enough or, that they need or whatever it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a hard process to go through each week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely can be, especially finding, just finding those things that speak to them, especially if there's, if the student is um, a little less engaged or mm-hmm. not quite so motivated to work, it can be really hard to kind of find that, that niche to work within to find what works for them. So planning is definitely a huge part of being a tutor and I'll tell you, it's also a big part of being a teacher. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, but planning definitely is, it helps, right? It just, it makes everything mm. go so much smoother. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things of being a tutor. You got to have your plan and, you know, sometimes it doesn't all go according to plan, which is fine, but it's always good to kind of know where you want to start and where you want to end up. So I can understand that for sure. Mm. Um, talking about being a tutor, have you ever been tutored yourself? No, I never got tutoring while I was at school. Um, yeah, I I never had that need, but I actually, towards my end of high school, I started tutoring some other high school students, like, uh, that were just lower grade than me. Um, but I never personally experienced that. So I can't speak from the side of a tutored student, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. No, well, I mean, it's it's always nice to not need the additional support, um, but it's always great if you needed it, that it was there for you. I was tutored when I was in high school with math, because mm. I will tell everybody that math is not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm comfortable tutoring up until about grade seven, and then I kind of peek out. So <laughs> it's interesting to see how many of the tutors that we talk to have been tutored and have now moved on to tutoring. I think one of the great things about tutoring just in general at the moment is that it's so readily available though, is because, I mean, you can, I I didn't have it at my school, but I know that it was very readily available and offered. And I mean, it was no secret that it was there. It wasn't embarrassing to get tutoring or it's just, it's nice and easy nowadays to get tutoring, which is a really good thing. Absolutely. And with things like online tutoring, like we have the Mm. Bramble platform that we can use to tutor through, um, it opens up so many more options uh, in terms of when you can be tutored, where you can be. It's just, like you said, more readily available and easily accessible now, Uh, especially compared to like when I was in school, um, Skype wasn't really that much of a thing. (laughs) So there wasn't really any of those platforms. Uh, to do anything like an online tutoring and uh, 
and it was kind of a taboo thing to be tutored. So it's really nice to see the, the shift in mentality towards being tutored isn't a bad thing. A lot of students see that. So it, it's a great yeah. shift to have. But overall, within your role as a tutor, how has that impacted you in your life? So I think between uh, juggling university and juggling the tutoring responsibilities, it can often be uh, pretty challenging just uh, uh, from a time management point of view. Um, but I think really the, the biggest impact is just the invaluable and rewarding and enriching experience that it all provides me with. I mean, I just, I appreciate that so much to the point where I really reflect on it every afternoon, you know, given the chance to go to university and then go to uh, these lessons and then practice these things I'm learning and, you know, see the impact and uh, make a difference. It's just, I think about it very often and it's just, I'm so grateful for that to, and to be able to see it and experience it really. Oh, that's amazing to hear. I, I know that your students really appreciate the impact that you're having. So not only are they impacting you, I know that you're having a really positive impact on them as well. So that's really wonderful to hear. Um, so what has been your greatest success as a tutor though? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's hard to really pinpoint a greatest one. I think it's great when any student has a success and I mean, uh, Part, part of that is me and it, part of that is my success in helping them get there, but it's partly them as well, obviously. They did the work and they, they tried and they put in the effort. So I think really just whenever a student gets to an, you know, a new point, they understand anything new or they, uh, they have that aha moment that we talked about, it's, I mean, that's really just, you can't really compare them. They're all just great, I think. That's wonderful. I, I love that idea, that sentiment. So I did want to ask you about your strategies and tips that you have for successful tutoring. I was wondering if you had any that you would like to share. Oh, I mean, there's so many little tips and tricks that I use. I don't know that I could remember them all off the top of my head, but uh, I mean, planning that we already talked about is so, so key. I mean, when I first started about a year ago, uh, I was still pretty fresh into my degree and I hadn't really had a class where they talked about planning yet. So I didn't do it too much um, and certainly not to the extent that I do it now. But I mean, it's just it improves the quality of your lessons so, so much when you put even just I mean, you could do, you know, for especially uh, littler kids, you could do an hour of planning and it just it really takes your lesson to the next level of um quality for that student mm -hmm. absolutely I completely agree I think that that's a great uh, tip for tutors uh, it does take some time to plan but it just the tutoring session go that much more smoothly it's that much more effective you're going to see that much more success and it does make the actual session easier mm -hmm. so taking that little bit of time beforehand to kind of figure it out and even just to draft yourself a rough plan like these are the big things that we're going to cover these are the main ideas this is my goal for this session yeah it, that can be really beneficial just on its own yeah yeah I think and uh, one of the other things I found really really great and um 
this is just uh this is my kind of philosophy on it and it works for me works for some students doesn't work for other students but I find I I mean the first lesson really I use to not only gauge where they are but also just really it's more about the first lesson is used to build the initial relationship and start building that trust between the student and myself because I mean I found when you just go straight into it uh, no warm-up lesson so to speak it's it just becomes a lot harder later on to then connect with the student and find that common ground so that you can start working and have fun and engage them. If you use that first lesson, um, and I tell parents this, I mean, I tell them as I walk in to the first lesson, I say the first lesson is a bit of a throwaway, but it helps later on. Because uh, yeah. we just, we start to build that relationship and I get a little bit of a sense where they are, but more it's, they start to trust and engage a little bit. And then later on, it just makes everything so much easier. Oh, absolutely. Because if a student doesn't have trust in you, they don't want to open up to you in a way that's going to allow you to get to know them and engage with them. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree. Building that rapport is a key piece especially for those students that are a little more challenging Mm. to engage. Um, The more that they trust you and the more that they feel like you're on their side, the easier it just, it goes in for the entirety of the tutoring. Yeah. It's something I actually tell some of my high school students is, you know, it's not so much tutoring as I'm here as a supporting tool. Uh, You know, I'm here to help you. Not, it's not like an extra lesson that you do in school or anything like that. It's to help you achieve what you want to achieve and where you need to be. That's very true. Um, some people will also use the term academic coach. Yeah. Right? So just like an athlete needs a coach, sometimes a student needs a coach to be that support person and to help them just gain that those higher levels of achievement um, and push themselves that little bit further. So. We're just a, an extra supporting player in their in their education team. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Those were some really great tips for tutors. Definitely things that can be really helpful for tutors, um, especially those who are just getting started with new students. Uh, so before I let you go, I do have three questions that I want to ask you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one is, tell us about the person who had the biggest positive impact on your education. Uh, ooh, that's a that's a tough one. There's lots of people. Uh, I went to a, a boarding school in here in Sydney, and um, well, I'm as you said at the beginning, I'm studying music, and so I went to boarding school on a music scholarship. So I was very involved with the music program at that school, um, and the head of music there, uh, and he was my teacher for many years. Uh, he, he he awarded me the scholarship when I was, you know, transitioning into high school and uh, was just a really big part, even when he wasn't my direct teacher of music, you know, he was just such a big part, always helping, always asking, always organising. Um, I mean, just uh, being at a boarding school as well, you spend so much time with your teachers, uh, more so than usual. And, I mean, he was... He's such a role model to me still. I'm still in contact with him when I need uh, help with university or, 
you know, he contacts me sometimes to come grade assess music assessments and things like that. I mean, he's a really great friend and just he had such a big help and impact on my high school journey. And yeah, I mean, he's just a great, great person. <laughs> I could go on all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you built a really great rapport with him um, and that you were able to kind of continue that beyond school to the point where now you just you said that he's a friend so that's wonderful that's that's amazing to hear yeah okay so my second question is what was your biggest educational success um probably i mean again music i'm a music teacher i'll I'll go on about it for years to come but uh i think uh while i was still in school and uh learning and practicing I had a moment where I got to perform for the whole school and I mean a lot of people would think that's not really a educational thing but it was for me at least it was such a big part of my high school uh, I was practicing all the time just always doing something with music so I think for me getting to then showcase that to the whole school as an achievement was something really special and I'll remember it forever. Oh, that's amazing. It's absolutely still an educational academic thing. I mean, I took music in high school too, and that was one of my favorites. But it sounds like you really strived to work towards something and you were able to achieve it. And and it's something that had a big impact on you. Yeah. So my last question for you is, uh, what was your biggest educational struggle? Um, for a long time, I struggled with uh, science up until, I mean, really from the early years of high school until the late years. And I just had this one science teacher who just, he constantly had those aha moments with me. I mean, he put a lot of time and effort into my learning, which was uh, probably what I needed to catch up from all those years of not really understanding. But uh, eventually he just, I mean, he just got me there and I actually turned out getting one of the best marks in my grade in science um, at the end of school. and But yeah, for a long time, that was really the, the struggle point of my learning in high school was science. I just I couldn't wrap my head around it for years. It sounds like that teacher had a really great impact on you to the point where now you feel confident enough in science that you can actually tutor it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a huge turnaround that he, he, he did. I mean, he would have spent so much time focusing on me because uh, he would be over with me constantly while the other people were just working. So, I mean, it was a really, really dedicated thing he did, but I'm very grateful for sure. Yeah, it it sounds like you really appreciate everything that he did for you. And, and it's amazing that you you remember what what it was that he did for you. And I think that's that's really great when you can look back and be like, that teacher had an impact on me in this way. Um, and then even more so if, you know, you happen to bump into them when you're doing some grocery shopping or whatever, and they remember and you can chat about it and say, you know, do you remember that time? And so that's, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. I, we really appreciate you, uh, hopping on the podcast with us, uh, to share some more about you and working as a tuner with Tutor Doctor, um, especially because I know it's your vacation from school right now. So I appreciate you taking 
some time during your downtime to spend with us. Um, for all of our listeners, if you want to hear more about Sam and our other Tutor of the Year regional winners, as well as our global Tutor of the Year winner, you can go to the website www.tutordoctor.com or .co.uk or .au, depending on which country you're in. Click on the tab for Tutor of the Year, and then you'll find all of the information on all of our winners. Sam and his fellow winners have done um, have done amazing videos that you can preview there, and you can also take a look at their bios. So thank you again, Sam. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining Sam and I. The next episode will be joined by another Tutor of the Year 2018 regional winner, Daniela Galvez. Check back to hear Daniela's story and some of her tutoring tips and tricks. Happy tutoring, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.